Hey, how's it going? Hey, Connor. Good morning. Good morning. All right. Hey, guys. What's that smell? You thinking again? That's right. And uh, how's it going, David? It's going. It's Sunday morning. It's raining here in Wisconsin. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, down here, too. It has been pouring since, like, last night. It's been crazy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like, crazy raining. But you know what? Let's not let the rain ruin our mood. Today, we are talking about something that only, well, okay, not only. We're talking about shows and movies that we watched as little kids. You're probably wondering, we've talked about our childhoods before on the show in the uh, second episode. And uh, you'd be right, but that was video games. Now, we want to talk about movies and TV shows. We want to take a trip down memory lane and explore what we watched as kids. And if it's if you know if it was good, which I mean is always kind of subjective, but we're gonna treat it like it's objective anyway. Uh, so I want to start by asking David, the co-host. Hello, David. You got it. Uh, were you as a little little kid? Did were you a Disney Junior person? Were you a Nickelodeon person or a Cartoon Network person? Oof. <laughs> um... You know, honestly, I was an all-around kid. You know, I, I made my rounds around each station. Like, today I'm going to be talking about all three stations and shows that I watched from all three of them. Uh, yeah, probably same. Yeah. Uh, but most for the most part for me, uh, I'm a big Disney person now. But I was surprised looking back how I was more of a Nickelodeon person and mm, a little bit of a uh, little bit of Cartoon Network. Disney very rarely appeared until I got older. Like, once I, like, not as I was, like, little, little, but, like, when I started to become, like, eight or nine or ten, that's -hmm. when I started to get more into Disney stuff. But as a little, little kid, uh, mostly it was Nickelodeon. And that was crazy to me. Like, I'm a huge Disney guy, like, Mm -hmm. now. But, yeah, uh, what what did you watch? You said you you had some shows you want to talk about from around the stations. What, What was some shows you watched? Okay, so um, for Nickelodeon, uh, I watched, as a little kid, I used to watch this show called Little Bill. Oh, Little Bill, yes. (laughs) Little Bill. That Uh, was like, that was like the Little Bill Cosby, right? Yeah, it was a show kid by uh, Bill Cosby mm -hmm. um, about this uh, black family and just, I guess, from what I can remember, uh, it's some just like... Living their life, you know. Mm-hmm. I remember. I remember first of all that the colors of that show were very distinct. That I remember at least, like they yeah. were like the clothes were always really bright, mm-hmm. and like the the backgrounds were always really like either like really one color or like very vibrant colors. Mm-hmm. I remember that being cool. And I also remember now. I mean, keep in mind this is coming from a you know white suburban kid, but this was one of the first shows that I remember that actually made a distinction between a like a white family and a black family mm-hmm, like definitely. you don't really back in the day i mean yeah of course there were it, they were inclusive but this was one of the first times where you had a black family as the main characters yeah and i was like i remember that made it distinct i was like that's interesting yeah and, and, yeah i'm gonna go ahead sorry i was gonna say i had a very diverse cast like if you look at little bill's friends like he had an Asian friend. He had a redhead kid, uh, redhead friend. He had a very diverse, very diverse cast. I mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's what I was going to say. It was an interesting show. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, well, we're still on Nickelodeon. I might as well share one. Right. I watched Backyardigans. Mm. Backyardigans, mm-hmm. I remember revisiting somewhat recently. And I was surprised how well that show holds up for coming out in like the early 2000s, like really early. It was essentially uh, a penguin, a moose, a bug, a hippo, and a kangaroo. All these kids. They would go out in their backyard and just have a random adventure. And like they'd, they would be like, they'd be in their backyard and then like the backyard would turn into whatever setting that they were uh, imagining that day. There was one that was like a museum. There was one that was like a jungle. You had like, uh, you had like a, a, I remember there being like a pool. There was like space. They had all these different uh, crazy like places and stuff. And the thing that made that so distinct was the, well, the fact that one, they didn't talk to the camera that much, unlike mm. a lot of shows did back in the day. Like they only did it at the very the beginning and the end of the episode. And it had a lot of, uh, it had you know, musical numbers, like original songs each episode. But they also had dance numbers, like original dance numbers in a early 2000s show, early 2000s like CG show too. And not that like it's the most impressive thing in the world, but I still kind of found it kind of interesting that they did like, there was a lot of these really well choreographed like dance sequences in a sh- in like an early 2000s kids show. Mm-hmm. And, and even taking away that stuff, it's actually a decently written kids show. I, like I noticed because like they they usually have like these stories that are kind of like they're creative and weird. And like, it's never, they never really like are demeaning to kids. They kind of just let, let the kids have fun. And I remember, I thought that was really cool. And I remember liking Backyardigans a lot. Yeah. I mean, uh, in elementary school, back when Connor and I went to the same school. Uh, Back in the day. (laughs) Yeah. Back in the day. Uh, I remember you really liking this show. I remember you talking about it a lot. You, we were little, I mean, little kids, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I watched the show too, mm-hmm. so um, I can give my two cents on it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I really, I, I, everything that Connor said, I, I agree with. It was, very, it was a very well well written show. I mean, I didn't go back and check it out, but from what I remember, um, the songs were really good. Like even to like today's standards, like they're pretty catchy songs. The fact that we can still remember is impressive. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I remember, like, in each episode, they'd go on an adventure, but they'd also teach a life lesson, too. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought that was really cool, like, teaching kids life lessons through going on these crazy adventures. And, mm-hmm. like, they'd put on these, like, really cool costumes and stuff. And it was just, it was just really cool. Right. Like, really so- exploring your imagination and your creative side. Yeah, right. I thought it was it was a really cool show. I remember as a kid. Uh, so is there more on Nickelodeon? Like, I mean, there were so many shows on Nickelodeon. Like, that oh, yeah, was we, the we big show. On. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, uh, I, what's another one? I think one of my favorite Nickelodeon shows as a kid was Jimmy Neutron. Jimmy Neutron. Jimmy Neutron. Uh, Jimmy Neutron. Uh, just I, I don't have much to say, so I want to say it before, right, real quick. Mm-hmm. I watched it a lot as a kid, but I don't remember a lot of it as a kid. I think maybe because that was like... I think probably that was in like my four to five age period. So I didn't, I don't remember a lot about the show, but I know a lot about it now. <laughs> Go ahead, Dave. So Jimmy Neutron. So I watched this show when I was about seven or eight, I think. Um, mm-hmm. I really liked the show. I thought it was so funny. I think I had like for my eighth birthday party, I think I had like a Jimmy Neutron 
themed. Oh my gosh, that's crazy! Birthday, um, love those themed birthday parties. Yeah, throwback. And then when I was about thirteen or fourteen, after I moved to Wisconsin, I decided to rewatch the show. And though the animation itself is outdated, mm-hmm. the writing and the jokes never get old. Like <laughs> Jimmy Neutron's dad. Bro, oh my god, he's so funny, dude! I love that guy. <laughs> Jimmy's dad. Oh it's also funny because it's it's become such a cultural like meme icon at this point. Mm-hmm. Like it's you people know quotes from the show and clips from the show just because they got popular. Like it, it it's that weird that like it's it is still remembered to this day by people who don't even watch it or didn't even watch it. Croissant, croissant. <laughs> croissant. Yeah, right. And basically, yeah, uh, everything that um, everything that that kid said, I'm blanking on his name right now. Carl Weezer. Carl Weezer. Everything, everything that he said was just the weirdest stuff. Like he was, he was great. Yeah. Like from croissants to like he was talking about a sippy chicken. I remember in one <laughs> clip. Like it's just so odd, and you're like, and it it forces you to remember it. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I remember like, being a really good show. Yeah, I mean, if you don't know what Jimmy Neutron is, it's about this crazy smart kid living in a world where everyone is a complete idiot and he goes on these kind of like hypothetical i'm not really hypothetical but like these crazy adventures that like you wish you could do like Mm -hmm. what if you could like fly in a rocket ship like what would that be like and it also incorporates like a science aspect of it which Mm -hmm. uh keeps it down to earth kind of but it's also these like super like idealistic things. So mm-hmm. like it's it's a good it's a good contrast. It's really uh, cool. Yeah. Uh speaking of science, do you remember Wonder Pets? I do. I do remember yeah. Wonder Pets. Wonder Pets was another Nickelodeon one. And because we're on the topic of science, that was like that was more like just talking about animals and like biology. But not like, you know, in depth. It's not like it's a high school class. But you know, like it talk about animals. It was about this guinea pig a duck and a uh, turtle Mm -hmm. they were like they were pets like schoolhouse pets by day but by night they'd go out and like save a different animal and it was well first of all let's talk about this animation real quick it was like they took semi-realistic right it was like (laughs) they took pictures of real textures like duck fur and like animal like animal furs and landscapes and then like molded them into the landscape so it looked like they were everything was made out of a picture it was really strange like there to this day there's really no show that looks like it if i had to take my best example of like what it looks like it looks like a they someone cut out pictures from magazines and like glued them onto like glued them all together yeah it's really bizarre but the show worked because like it was was about like saving animals and like you got to know different species of animals and it it was like it was like a superhero show. You had these little animals going in saving saving other animals. It was weird and interesting and like I remember as a kid I was a huge animal guy. So like this show spoke to me, man. And to this day we know to feed my guinea pigs here celery because the animals in that show liked celery. Like at the end of the day, <laughs> the the guinea pig, the duck and the turtle would go eat celery. Like that was their victory food. So I knew that's what I knew to feed our guinea pigs was celery because that show. 
it was it was a really weird show, but it was surprisingly cool. Like I remember as a kid, I was like, "Man, animals are the coolest thing ever." Yeah. Did you yeah. watch it? Oh, of course, of course, I watched it. Um, I think I watched it. I didn't watch it too much as a kid at first, but then I remember you really liking it, and then I like watched it more. Um, yeah. It's it was similar to. Um, we talked about this. Um, Backyardigans and how they went on adventures and would like change like different outfits and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and like it, it like promoted like creativity. Like a lot of these shows back in the day really like promoted like kids' creative sides and we get mm-hmm. to like think, which I think is really cool. And a lot of shows today really don't do that. Yeah, I've noticed my sister when she was growing up because I have a younger sister. She, uh, she when she watches shows they they kind of promote more like friendship and being like and you know being a good person which is good don't mind i'm not saying that's a bad message mm-hmm. but imagination and like doing and like it's these fun adventures are something that like that's why our generation has so many fond memories of shows like i feel like the generations now are going to look back and be like it was just more school i mean it was entertaining <laughs> but yeah. like it wasn't like they're not teaching you to have fun you know Mm-hmm. Maybe that's just me, but that's what I think, at least. No, I agree with you totally. Um, um what's another Nickelodeon show? Another Nickelodeon show. Uh, I'm gonna like group this into two. Mm-hmm. Um, they're made by the same person. Okay. Uh, Fairly Odd Parents and Danny Phantom. Oh yeah. Uh, this one, I guess, this one I can't really speak from childhood experience because I didn't watch Fairly Odd Parents until I was like oh, 10 or 11 like because my sister watched it as a little kid and i didn't really watch it at all i knew the intro because as a kid i'd throw it on and oh, yeah. the intro would be playing mm-hmm. but i didn't watch it a lot as a little kid i only watched it as i got older so i don't have the nostalgic connection and danny phantom uh this is gonna be like this is gonna shock some people i've never actually watched danny phantom <gasps> i know i know but my, I have a friend now, like my high school friend who is a diehard Danny Phantom fan. And we watched an episode on Halloween together because he thought it was funny. And she loves that show. I mean, that's the only time I've ever watched Danny Phantom. So you're going to have to take over. All right. So, similar to Connor, I didn't watch too much uh, Fairly Odd Parents until I was a bit older, like 10 or 11. Like, I remember watching it at my grandma's house, just like, going into her room, turning on the TV, and just watching because I had nothing better to do. Um, yeah, that's always to... a good way to watch shows. Just like, <laughs> I have literally nothing to do. Let's just watch TV. Right. So, I remember watching this show and see seeing them, like, go on, like, really cool adventures. Like, it's this kid who can, um, who has these, like, personal fairies of his who can grant him, like, practically, like, any wish he wants. He has unlimited wishes he can make. I remember as a kid, I was, I would always get really annoyed because, or, well, I was, you know, 10 or 11 kid. Because I remember, i think about it, I'd be like, okay, he's having all these adventures, but can't he just, like, wish to be, like, wish for some one thing, like, maybe a ton of money for his family or something, or something like that, and then, like, never have to deal with this? Like, another example, there's this teacher in the school who's, like, hates fairies. 
I remember as a kid, I was just, I would always get really irritated. Like, why doesn't he just wish that this guy liked fairies? Like, wouldn't that change him? I feel like that would. But kind of, I think the the whole premise of the show is to teach kids that your actions have consequences. That is fair. Like, he's doing these, like, really cool things. They can wish for anything, but your actions have consequences. Because, like, whatever he'd wish for, it'd end up, like, turning into, like, something really bad, you know? And he has to fix it. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I mean, that definitely does come across. Like, yeah, so I remember a lot of that show was, like, action consequence, action consequence. Like, you, the fairies would do something and or for, for uh, the main character, and then something bad would come up because of it, and then they'd have to figure out a way to solve it. Yeah. Which is, you know, a very valid uh, show structure. Yeah. And then Danny Phantom is, if you haven't heard of it, it's a kid who turns into, like, a half-ghost, and he has to try to, like, navigate through life in high school uh trying to keep his secret identity safe he's kind of like a superhero superhero who has to try to fight villains using his ghost side but also try to like keep a life on the other so it's like it's really cool how they set it up it reminds me a lot of kim possible yeah yeah as a kid i remember it reminded me a lot of that Mm. but like i never watched it so in fact i never watched kim possible i don't know how i knew about it I watched Kim Possible. Kim Possible. I'll talk I mean, about it later. Actually, you know what? That might be a decent segue. Let's start talking about Disney shows. Right. I remember I watched Disney shows, like I said, a little bit older. But the big kids Disney show that I watched at about at every age was Phineas and Ferb. Mm-hmm. Phineas and Ferb. I think David and I watched this one together a couple of times. Yeah. But Phineas and Ferb is the probably one of the most important shows to me as a kid because i remember so many episodes today like for like you know backyardigans and wonder pets and stuff i've been talking about before i remember them but i only remember them on the surface level like i remember some episodes i could tell you so many different phineas and ferb episodes and i watched this when i was like eight and nine this show was crazy important to me as a kid uh, I'll summarize it real quick uh, because, you know, some people are out there like, oh, I don't, what's a, what's a Phineas mm-hmm. and Ferb? Uh, Phineas and Ferb is about, it's a very, very simple premise of two <clears throat> kids decide they want to do something over the summer. So they make some huge, crazy invention that like is, uh, would intentionally be really dangerous or initially be really dangerous. But like, you know, it's, it could be like building a giant roller coaster, turning their beach or turning their backyard into a beach. Uh, it could be like making a robot. It could be whatever. <coughs> oh, easy there, buddy. Uh, <coughs> you know, it's coronavirus time. You can't just cough. I know, I know, uh, I know. I'm sorry. Well, anyways, guys. like it's it's very simple because then they'll make something and they have a pet platypus who is also a secret agent. You can't really say that like half-heartedly, but I just did. Uh, they go out and like he goes out and stops this evil villain and usually the evil villain's plan will destroy the kid's... Uh, in, you know, invention before their sister can tell their mom. So that's the same, basically the entire premise. Like that's it. That's the, that's every episode, but yeah. it's so cr- interesting because they, they have all these really creative spins on it. And it's always interesting because you never know like what's, what the kids are going to make or like, well, how, what, what's the evil villain guy going to make. And it was so creative and like interesting. And, and I remember so much of it sticks with me even to this day. Uh, I, I totally, I totally agree with you. I mean, 
you basically brought up like every plot point. Like I don't even know what to say. Yeah, oh, I totally, sorry. I totally agree with you. I didn't mean to, but yeah, Finney's Perfect is awesome. Yeah, I agree. And uh, yeah, there's so many. Also, there's really great music in that show. Like that's another one where I could. Like, there are so many songs that I remember very well. Yeah. Uh, what's a Disney show you watched? If you or unless you want to go into Kim Possible. Oh, I can talk about Kim Possible for a bit. Woo! So Kim Possible, I watched this at a young age. I'm pretty sure. Um, I don't really remember my first time watching it, but I know I rewatched it when I was older. Mm-hmm. Um, so from what I remember, or actually, I, I know what it's about from like the episodes specifically. I don't really remember, but. It's a show about this teenage girl who is a spy. And similar to Danny Phantom, she has to balance her life between being a teenager and being a super secret spy. Which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Tell me. And I mean I mean, yeah. I don't wanna spoil too much. Yeah, I don't wanna spoil just in case there's some people out there sitting there like, What's a Kim possible? I must watch it right now. <laughs> yeah, and so she fights crime with her sidekick, Ron uh, Ron Stoppable. And, Which, uh, come on, you have Kim Possible, Ron Stoppable. You're, it's like you're teasing the villains, like, yeah, it's possible <laughs> to beat Kim and it and you know, Ron is stoppable. Like yeah. I mean, I don't know if that I don't know what the joke is there, but I feel like it's brilliant. Well, the thing is, Ron is, uh, he's kind of, it's kind of a joke. You he's know? kind of a, he's <laughs> kind of a doof. Yeah, he can't really do anything. He's kind of, he's kind of just there to help Kim. He's very yeah. stoppable. He is, I guess he is very stoppable. I mean, stoppable. It, it's fitting, I suppose. And yeah. they have, they have like a naked mole rat, right? They do have a naked mole rat, uh, named Rufus, I think. Rufus. Rufus. Yeah. And... That's such an odd detail. <laughs> just like, I mean, what's with the shows and having crazy pets? You know, like, you had Phineas and Ferb with the platypus. You have this naked mole rat with them. I'm sure there are more if we think about it long enough. Yeah. Was was a dog not good enough? Well, they need weird animals. Mm -hmm. I guess that's Uh, fair. So, also, this show is... I find it really funny. Like, Mm -hmm. Kim herself isn't that funny, but, like, a lot of main characters aren't. But uh, Ron, Ron's pretty funny... Um, the villains are also really funny. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think this show has like a, a really nice blend um, with action and comedy, which is always good. You cannot complain about that. No, 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 <laughs> no, no, no. Um, but I know they made Disney made um, a movie, a live action movie, oh. which does not work. I've I've oh. heard that movie is awful. <laughs> It doesn't work. It's horrible. Though, is there any good Disney Channel movie? Uh, I heard High School Musical was pretty good. I mean, okay, I haven't watched it, but I did watch the stage performance of High School Musical. Maybe I just didn't, I wasn't raised with it, but it did not look very good. I can't think of a single good Disney Channel movie, but I wasn't raised on them, so I can't say. That's all right. Um, So let's uh, talk about another Disney movie, another Disney movie, Disney show. That I know you know a lot about. Exciting. Gravity Falls. Gravity Falls. Oh, dude, yeah. Gravity Falls is a fantastic show. 
Uh, do you want to talk about it? Or do you want me to talk? No, you, you you start. Oh, okay. You, you want to? You're the master. Start? You're the master of Gravity uh, Falls. Well, Gravity Falls. That, that I watched that show from the pilot to the episode it ended on. So its entire run was what I watched, and that one I was. I that one kind of. I think it ended in 2016, or maybe or 2017, maybe. So I watched it up until like early, my older days, like comparatively. But Gravity Falls is there is no show like Gravity Falls. It's about uh, a, these two siblings, Dipper and Mabel. Their parents send them to Oregon, where their great uncle has this like tourist trap mystery shop, like kind of a hoax, like hoaxy little museum of mystery. And they just go to stay up there for the summer. And the brother Dipper finds this book, and it's full of these like creatures and stuff, it's like a kind of like a a dictionary of like different or not a dictionary maybe like a well i don't know i guess you could say dictionary like it's full of different creatures and it talks about their weaknesses and stuff it's an encyclopedia yeah right and it's just you start to uncover this missing the mystery of the town and it's all weird and it's unbelievably funny like the writing is amazing for a uh you know animated disney show but and like it, it's a really funny show and it has this great mystery element and a really like a really well done story. Like it's not, it doesn't ever feel drawn out. Like you get a lot of story with each episode and a lot of character. So by the time the big story events happen, you you're with them and you feel like, you know, these characters really well. They're really iconic. They're really funny. Every episode has this, a legitimately laugh out loud moment that even to this day, I quote there. So I still quote that show so much. And it is a, just a great, great show. If I had to best summarize it, it's it's basically like X Files for kids. Mm-hmm. And if that sounds like something that would blow your mind, then you should totally check it out. And if it doesn't sound like something that'll blow your mind, still check it out. It's great. I agree. It's also really weird. Like mm-hmm. really, really, really weird. Right. Yeah. Don't don't uh, don't underestimate the fact that it's about you know a weird town full of creatures and stuff. It's a weird show. Yeah. Uh, do you have anything else to add? <clears throat> I mean, besides it being weird, no. Besides it being weird. Everything. Oh, I'm sorry about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, then let us talk about Star Wars. Now, mm-hmm. you're probably wondering to yourself, wait a minute, this wasn't Disney. This was, this was Cartoon Network. And I'm, I'm going to sit with you and be like, you're kind of right. But now Disney owns Star Wars. So we could talk about it. So you know what? Let's talk about Clone Wars in the Disney section. Uh, Clone Wars, did you watch Clone Wars? Not really. Not really? No. Okay. Well, let me tell you a bit. Because I did just talk a ton, so I won't stay on it long. Mm-hmm. But Clone Wars is basically, they took, uh, they made an animated series based off of the stuff from the prequels that everyone hated, but they made it good. Like, they went and they expanded on the stuff in the prequels that was either weird or lame that people didn't quite understand. And they full-on, like, explained it more. They went into character more. They introduced new characters that were great. They had like all these crazy worlds, and they, all of it connected back to the movies. And being a kid who was raised on the prequels, and I liked the prequels a lot as a kid, this show was like right up my alley. It was more of that, and it was really, it was a really well written show. And I watched a couple episodes recently, and it was, it still holds up. Like it's still a really well written show. And since they have those new episodes on Disney Plus, now is the perfect time to go check it out if you haven't done it already. I'll assure you it still holds up as a really interesting and really cool show. 
even though the animation and start at the start was not really the greatest. <laughs> I mean, it's it's good, but like when they get too close on a character's face, you start to notice <laughs> that like that like the proportions are just a little off and it's just a little uncomfortable. But for the most part, it's still a solid show, and it kind of I mean that the idea of like shows that connected to to movies for and di- on like Disney and stuff has usually worked out pretty well. So that's definitely a good example of it. That's awesome. Uh, what's a Disney show that you've watched, David? Because I just talked twice and I don't want to talk anymore. You're good. Um, oh, let me think. Um, tell me ideas. Give me ideas. Talk something uh, about me. Talk something okay, about me. Uh, Disney. Uh, did you watch the... Um, crap. Uh, you threw me off. Um, Avengers or Mighty Heroes? I, I watched a couple episodes of that. I will talk about that. Yes, please do. <laughs> so I'll talk about it later. Um, so Avengers, Earth Mightiest Heroes. So I okay. Here's my experience with this show. So I didn't watch a ton of episodes of it. I watched a few episodes here or there, um, enough to get like a general idea of what the show is about. Um, so I'm sure people who are listening have seen an Avengers movie. Just think of like the first Avengers movie and turn that into a show. It's it's like, it's like a good like summation of what this show is about. So it's, it's like the Avengers fighting all these like different villains, but it's, 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 it's really cool that how they do it. Um, it's it's completely animated. It's not live. It's not live action like the real Avengers movie. Uh, it, I mean, I don't have much to say on it besides that. I could expand a bit. I guess. Uh, the thing is, this show is very connected to the comics, like a lot. Yeah. There's a lot of comic arcs that they took straight from the comics. They did the entire Rise of Ultron run in the show. They did like uh, they did the ID intro to Kang the Conqueror on that show. And they had Galactus. Yeah, they had Galactus for a while. They do a lot of comic book arcs, and they have a lot of characters. The Avengers team changes a lot throughout that show. And I think that's what made it so unique, was that they had a you had a Marvel show that felt like it was made for Marvel comic fans as opposed to just kids or movie fans. And that's what kind of made the show work. It was so unique. And I remember as a kid, I was introduced to a lot of amazing comic book arcs through that. And they're not like perfectly accurate. They do change a couple of things, but they made the comics much more interesting because now you have this alternate version of that, that you were introduced to as a kid and you get to see the more fleshed out, more mature version of the comic. And it was really interesting. And it was still a really cool show. I remember watching as a kid and it's, I think it still holds up. I'll have to go check it out on Disney plus at some point. Same, same. So I think we've done all that we can talk about for Disney. So let's go on to Cartoon Network, then we'll talk about movies, and then we'll do some suggestions. Ooh, all right. So we had Cartoon Network. Cartoon Network was a huge deal. Like, there were so many shows on there. David, do you remember what your favorite Cartoon Network show was? Like, Um, as a kid, was there one that stuck with you the most? I have... All right. I also want to introduce Cartoon Network as well. Of course, do so. Um, so I think out of all three 
of the like animation networks that we've talked uh, about. A cartoon network, if you will. Cartoon network. Um, I think this one has the most impact uh, because I watched this show as a little kid. Like I remember being five years old watching this show and never stop watching it. And I have a brother. And even my brother watched this show. So I got kind of like a double dosage. So I got my dosage of Cartoon Network. And then I got also my brother's dosage of Cartoon Network as well. So I have a, I kind of have like a huge range of Cartoon Network shows that I have. Ranging from uh, Flapjack which came out in the early 2000s, to Teen Titans Go. Teen like, Titans Go. That's uh, very recent. That's very recent. Yeah, I mean, that's 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 my range of cartoon. That's my range of... Um, You're a cartoon, cartoon network cartoon. connoisseur, if you will. I really am, and I, I really didn't try to be. It just kind of happened that way. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Uh, do you want to start us off with a show? Like sure. one of the shows you mentioned? Sure, sure, sure. So I'll start off with... Some of my earliest Cartoon Network memories. So, from the earliest I can remember was even before my brother was born, uh, which is Flapjack. Flapjack. I remember that show looking really weird. It is. It is. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, don't beat around the bush. It, it is. Yeah. It's pretty weird. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it looks weird because it is weird like i remember being kind of like creeped out about the show because <laughs> some of the animation is so weird um so it's about this kid who's kind of like a sailor who joins forces with a pirate who his ship is a whale that's that's yeah <laughs> yeah the ship his ship is a whale and he he lives inside the whale the whale can talk to him, talks to the pirate, and also talks to Flapjack. And they kind of stay at this one island where, like, everything happens, and everything's surrounded by candy. Like, that's their currency. Their currency is candy. Everyone wants candy. <laughs> I, know that I mean, okay. <laughs> I know that sounds really weird, but as a kid, that was, that was pretty awesome because kids I love guess, candy so they can really get with that i mean i guess it was just kind of fevering or not fevering kind of uh encouraging the idea of like a drug trip like yeah this is this was the first step into that <laughs> that's what this show is it, it's it's a drug trip you are right it's, that's what it seems like <laughs> it is with weird. the way you're descri- describing it yeah it, it, it's a really really weird show um out of all the cartoon out of all the shows i've recommended don't watch this show. Whoa, don't. <laughs> I mean, that... I'm not I'm not like unrecommending it, but there are better things to watch. I'm not say- I mean, it wasn't the greatest show around looking back at it. I just don't think it aged well. That's fair. There's only so much weird you can take as you grow up. Like <laughs> as a kid, maybe you could take it, but as you get older, sometimes you have to understand that like it can't be that weird all the time. Yeah. I I I yeah. Yeah. Donna, do you want to talk about a Cartoon Network show? Uh, sure. Uh, ben 10. Ooh, Ben 10. I watched a lot of Ben 10. I watched the original Ben 10 back from the day. Then I watched Alien Force. And then I ended with Ultimate Alien, which is basically just Alien Force 2. 
And uh, I liked this show a lot. It was about a kid who just goes camping one day and finds this wristband on the ground that jumps onto his arm. And it makes him able to turn into ten different aliens. Like, he can just pick one and then turn into it. And he uses it to stop other evil aliens, you know? And it's a very simple kind of... It's very similar in terms... Or not very similar, but it's kind of similar to shows like Kim Possible and Danny Phantom where you have, like, a kid who has this, uh, like, fantastic, you know, superhero ability and goes out there and just saves people, which, I mean, is just, I guess kids, it was the closest thing kids had to, like, you know, superheroes back in the early 2000s, and they were really cool. And Ben 10 was a really cool show. I remember the designs for all the aliens were really interesting and distinct. Yeah, They did a great job of, like, designing them and making it so that you you see one of these aliens, you know exactly what kind of show you're watching. You know exactly which one it is. They're always very distinct. They're very memorable. It was. I remember it being pretty funny. I also remember the story being really intense. Like it had some intense action scenes. I remember as a kid, I was like, "Dang, this is getting crazy." Yeah, and I also really like the um, the design for the villains too. Yeah, right. The villains are very distinct too. Like to this day, I could probably remember. I think I remember the villain's design. It was like this octopus guy. Yeah, what, like the squid. What was his name? Now I might be getting this wrong. I might butcher it. Is it Vilgax? I oh, think. Something, something like that. Vilgax. I might be butchering it, but he had this squid head, and he we had like really spiky armor, and like yeah, the fact that you can still remember that is kind of kind of crazy. Yeah, wasn't there like someone named like Kevin Eleven? Oh yeah, Kevin, because he became an important character in the other shows. Like Kevin was like this bully guy who later on got this ability to like absorb materials. And he became, like, part of the group alongside his, uh, Ben's cousin. Her name is Gwen. And she was, like, a sorcerer. I mean, it was a really cool show. Like, yeah. uh, it, well, the shows kind of got progressively worse. Like, Alien Force and Ultimate Alien weren't quite as good as the original. But it was still cool and had original designs. Like, there were still really cool designs in that show. Yeah. Yeah, I remember it being really interesting. And... Uh, it's one of the shows that if I think back to shows I watched, that's going to be one of the first ones that always comes to mind. That and like Phineas and Ferb. Definitely, definitely. Um, uh, Cartoon Network for you. So, this is kind of like a, a, a mini. It's kind of like a mini tangent. We'll get Ooh, that. It, it's, it's still Cartoon Network, but it's like a mini like detour around to what I'm going to be talking about next. Okay. So, as a kid, I remember watching this channel called Boomerang. Oh, that was like, yeah, the throwback stuff. Yeah, it was like throwbacks, like a lot of 90s shows. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, like early 90s. They'd bring it back in the 2000s. Yeah. And I just remember like watching it. Like, yeah, watching, all these, a lot of it too. like watching a lot of old TV shows. And it's, like, super nostalgic. And I know a lot of people can really um, get with it and understand it. Um, because I, I just think it's really cool. And, I, I mean, I wish they still had it. Mm-hmm. I, re- I really do. I mean, it's really cool how they do that. I Like, they bring back shows from the 90s. Um, I wish they did that now with, like, some of the older shows that we've been talking right. about, like Ben 10 or Flatback right. or something I like that. I think so. I think that'd be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so... When I think about it now, what I'm talking about next really doesn't have to do with Boomerang. I kind of just want to talk about that. Yeah, Boomerang's awesome. <laughs> um, so, the show I'm going to talk about now is Kids Next Door. Oh, 
Yeah, I completely forgot about that, Jeff. I never watched it, but I remember playing the Cartoon Network website, and there was a really cool game from that show. Yeah. That's all I remember. <laughs> uh, it's it's about these five kids who are part of this organization called The Kids Next Door, and they live in this huge, huge treehouse, and it's basically like this group of like spy kids who are trying to go against adults. Adults are the bad guys because they've lost the ways of their youth and they're corrupt. Like adults are corrupt and being a child is what you should be. Uh, Seems like a very propaganda level show. It's just like parents are bad. You should not have them. Yeah. Like these kids rising up. Jeez. Yeah, they hate parents in their show. Parents are the villains. Any adult is a villain. Also ironic, coming from a show made by adults. <laughs> right? Like, whoops. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, it's a, really, it's a really interesting show. Very very unique way of doing things. Um, having, like, it, it really is a kid's show. Because at, a, at, a, at such, like, a young age, you think parents, not parents, but, like, adults are kind of like buzzkills almost. Because, like, they're not like you. Kids are useful running around. And parents are always doing work, 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 business stuff, business, business, business. Right. And so you just want to be a kid. And so I know they're really gearing towards kids at this show. Mm-hmm. I just think that's really cool. Right. That's cool. Yeah, Cartoon Network was always really good for that. They had shows that were very appealing to kids because it had, in, like, had strong kid characters at the lead. And that boomerang thing you brought up is actually a great example of shows that did that. Yeah. Because let's think of the three biggest or three huge shows from that, uh, from boomerang. Yeah. Dexter's lab, Powerpuff girls and foster's home for imaginary friends. Mm. what do they all have in common? They all star a kid. Yeah. The main characters are kids. And I think that's where that was such a great thing. Like, I mean, a lot of shows starred kids. I mean, a lot of the ones we've talked about star kids. But I think that's just kind of an unappreciated strength of sh- kids' shows. Is like, kids really like it when the main characters are kids. And, like, it, they, they relate to that because, like, they see, they see people that they could be friends with doing stuff. And I think that, that you, people, like, uh, TV shows nowadays even kind of under, uh, like, kind of undercut how important that is to kids to see someone their age. And those Cartoon Network shows, the three as mentioned, like they were great shows. And I remember as a kid, I connected with them a lot because you had very strong kid characters that were interesting and likable and unique. Like Dexter's Lab, you had this little kid who was a genius, kind of like, uh, kind of like Jimmy Neutron in mm-hmm. a way. Uh, you have uh, Powerpuff Girls, where you had these three little girls who were superheroes. Like again, the very distinct and kids. You had Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends, where you have this one kid who essentially does whatever he wants in this giant, like, uh, foster home for imaginary friends. Like, the, imagine the life of that. You could just hang out with weird creatures whenever. As a kid, that must have been the coolest thing in the world. Like, it's so, it's so interesting looking back and realizing how, like, crazy, or not how crazy, like, how much ki- kid characters connected with kids. And that's, like, maybe I kind of went off on a tangent there, but you know what I mean? You're good, you're good. Um, so before, before you talk about your thing, um, this is something that I think you can get with. I'm going to talk about it first. Yeah, go ahead. 
The show Ninjago. Ninjago? Masters of Spinjitsu. Masters of Spinjitsu. Yeah, that one I never watched either. Really? I never really wa- yeah, I didn't watch it mainly because the... I think... Because Lego Movie came out in like 2014. And I remember seeing that and going like, dang, this movie looks so good. The animation's so good. And then I saw clips from that show and I went, this is disgusting. <laughs> like, I, I, mean, I, I thought you watched the show. No, I was, yeah, I did not. Oh, I that mean, puts me in an awkward position. <laughs> no, 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 go ahead, go ahead, it's fine. I've talked about shows you didn't watch, it's fine. That's okay. Um, I came in this, I came with this, assuming that you watched this show as well. I'm but, sorry. <laughs> uh, I guess I can talk about this. So, Ninjago, Master Spinjitsu, um, it's a Cartoon Network show um, with Legos. It's, it's a Lego show, similar mm-hmm. to Lego Movie, but the animation isn't as good. Yeah, right. That's uh, what I was saying. Yeah. So it's about these four Lego ninjas who kind of like go on this like really long story driven quest to, I don't even remember what they were trying to do. Um, oh, I remember. So this, is, this is like the first story arc. Um, they were trying to figure out who was going to become the green ninja. The green, because the green ninja was like a legendary ninja who was able to conquer all the elements. The elements were fire, water, uh, lightning, and earth. Kind of similar to uh, Avatar The Last Airbender. Yeah, because they replaced (laughs) air with lightning. Yeah. Um, So the green ninja was someone who could harness all those powers and uh, defeat the, the evil villain who's on top. But I remember. After that arc, I kind of just stopped watching it because then it kind of just got weird because, guys, this show's old, so I'm going to spoil it. So it turns out, like, the villain's son is the green ninja, and then the villain kind of becomes, like, a good guy because he wants to be a dad to him. It's it's really weird. So I kind of just stopped watching it. Um, Check it out if you want at your own risk. (laughs) I mean, I've it's gone on for a long time. I've heard about that. Yeah, I, it went on for an extraordinarily long time for being a Lego show. Yeah, but I did hear it was good. I know some people who did watch it. Besides yeah, you, so I mean, the first it's not arc like, is not yeah. bad. Yeah, right. It's a very distinct show. Yeah. Uh, I want to talk about one last Cartoon Network show before we move on to doing a couple movies, and then we'll start doing suggestions. Right. Uh, here's one. I watched this when it released, but I never watched it consistently. It was the show Regular Show. Oh, thank you for bringing this up. Yeah, it's a weird show. Uh, Basically, actually, I can't, it's hard to summarize. Uh, A bird and a raccoon, uh, they they get a job at a park. And alongside other work co-workers and weird characters, they just, they do entirely un-park related things. It's almost shocking how not devoted they are to that <laughs> premise. It is a weird show that I almost think was meant to be an Adult Swim show, but they weren't funny enough to be adults, so they kind of broke it down to kids. But as for kids, it was great. Yeah, like it was. I remember being. I remember feeling like regular show was more adult. Like I remember watching it. I I felt like I was breaking into a level of show that I don't usually watch. It's like, very it seemed, mature show. Yeah, it <laughs> seemed it seemed very like it seemed very cool and like risque watching it. And like I remember 
there are jokes about it. There are like jokes that are pretty dirty mm. and they just kind of let them slide. I don't know how long, I don't know how that show lasted that long. I really couldn't tell you. Also, Mordecai, uh, the, the bird guy, he's yeah. a simp. He is the oh. biggest simp ever. Bruh. <laughs> well, now I can't. Now, now I hate the show. <laughs> Baby, come on, man. But yeah, I mean, that's the thing, right? The show is so, like, it's hard to summarize it. I couldn't even tell you, like, what it's like, because it's not like anything else. But, I mean, besides, it's, it seems like a very relaxed Adult Swim show. And, like, if you are a huge fan of Adult Swim, but you don't like the fact that they swear a lot, I mean, this one is definitely up your alley, then. It's a weird show. And I can't, it's really hard to summarize. It's very hard. <laughs> Like, it's a weird show. Yeah. Um, don't be fooled by the name. It's not a regular show. It's very, yeah. very far from that. Like, something very irregular happens in every episode. Yeah. Every episode. And, I mean, Mark Hamill's a gorilla, so... <laughs> I mean, if you, if you weren't sold until now, you should be sold now. Okay, so we've talked about Nickelodeon. We've talked about Disney. We've talked about Cartoon Network. But let's drop the shows. Let's talk about a couple of movies. Mm. Because I feel like movies is where you'll really see a, like, a kid's personality. TV shows, you throw it on. And it doesn't really matter what it is. If it's animated, you'll be stimulated. Your kid mind will be happy. And it doesn't matter what it is. That's why you'll pick up so many little shows. Like There'll be shows. We, I, I haven't talked about it at all. But like there are so many shows that I watched like a couple episodes of and remember. But I never really watched it like a lot perfect example generator rex on cartoon network you probably never heard of that show i don't even know anything about it besides the fact there's a guy with robot arms uh but yeah, that was a show i watched a couple episodes of but never watched it again because i just i don't care i was a kid i threw on whatever but movies you pick you want to go out there and you see that movie it's not like they play movies back to back to back to back they just, you watch the movies you're interested in, so it really does ex- uh, show off a part of your personality with your movie choices. Yeah. Do you agree? I, 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 I agree. I second. I concur. So, yeah. I concur. I okay. I just want to make sure I'm not crazy. Uh, what is a movie you watched as a kid? So, when it comes to movies, I always watched a lot of Disney movies. Me too. Especially. Pixar movies. I watch a lot of Pixar yeah. movies. I, I leave the Pixar movies out from my childhood stuff only because I've watched them a lot along beyond childhood, so I, I don't actually have any Pixar movies on my uh, on my mind right now. Really? I mean, I love Pixar movies. I did watch them as a kid, but I also watched them growing up. Like, I, I've watched a couple Pixar movies recently, so it's one of those things where I, I don't really distinct, I don't really uh, associate it with my childhood, even though I probably should. That's alright. So, one movie... That I love to this day. Uh, it's Pixar. Is Ratatouille. Ratatouille. I love Ratatouille. Ratatouille is a great movie. I, it's great. I don't know why I love this movie so much. I I speculate on why I love it. And I've, I've thought so much about it, and I just I just think because one, it's for my love of food. I love food. I mean, I love yes. food so much. <laughs> Um, it's like food, man. Food, you know, right? Another thing is my love for Paris. Like, Paris is a beautiful city, and I love how they highlight that 
in the movie. And I just love that so much. I highlight the, the, the beauty of Paris. It, it's, it's absolutely amazing. Yeah, it, it has a lot of love and respect for the art of cooking and the beauty of France. And like, it's a very, very interesting movie. And to this day is an unbelievably well-written movie. Yeah. Like for a movie about a rat cooking, it's surprisingly mature. Like, it's not, like, for little little kids. I mean, it is, but, like, it also can be appreciated by adults. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing about a lot of, like, mid-2000s Pixar movies is that they can be enjoyed by a wide variety of people. I mean, not to bash Cars, but it's not like Cars. No. (laughs) I mean, I love Cars. I mean, it's a movie I grew up with, too, but let's get real. Cars is not a movie that you can be watching alone in your house as an adult. Yeah. I mean, you could, but I'm going to drop that before I get any farther. Uh yes, I agree. Ratatouille is a fantastic movie. Yeah, check it out if you on the topic of on the topic of Disney. I had I grew up in during the period what people call Disney's dark age, where they started doing (laughs) CGI movies. I mean that's what they call it. They call it they started doing CGI movies and their their hand drawn started falling down and their first CGI adventures weren't really that good. Like they only started picking up again around like 2008, 2009. So like they had a long period of dark, like they just, Disney was not uh, doing it and Pixar was on top, but I was raised on these dark age movies and I liked a lot of them specifically the Holy Trinity of sucky Disney movies, chicken little home on the range and dinosaur. (laughs) It's funny because not only were these movies, movies I liked as a kid, they were my I adored these three movies. Uh, If I had to pick a favorite, I think Dinosaur was my favorite because it was about dinosaurs and I was a big animal guy. Yeah, Dinosaur is literally just about a dinosaur who uh, the the uh, not not the extinction meteoroid, but a different meteoroid hits and leaves the Earth kind of barren, and the rest of the dinosaurs are kind of just like surviving. And the the dinosaur has a monkey family. And they go out, you yeah. know, there's not much of a plot, but the characters are fun enough. And the CGI is not bad. I remember people hate this movie. Like, a lot of people hate this movie. And I just can't relate because I just connect with it too much. Something about dinosaurs and growing up, it was just the coolest thing. I agree. Uh, you have something to say about Chicken Little. I, I, I hear it in your voice. Oh, Chicken Little. I love this movie. Chicken Little. Not loved love currently love it i don't care what you say about it being in the dark ages nah this these were the light ages these were the (laughs) best disney movies ever and you cannot correct me that's fair (laughs) you cannot go against me you cannot yeah i mean i i'll uh then i will address something about it Chicken Little has been called like one of Disney's most aggressively like aggressively mean movies, which is totally true. But you know what? When you're raised on it, it's fine that this kid is being treated like he's absolute trash. Like, I guess he just assumed that this was just what school is like. And you're just <laughs> lucky that you're not being flung against windows. Yeah. Like, and honestly, there are a couple lines in this movie that really get me. Like. When the dodge, when they start dodgeball, they, they divide the class between popular and popular. <laughs> and the the pig is like, oh, "Wait, don't can't don't we want to go over the rules?" 
<laughs> the teacher's just like, yeah, sure, hit the pig. Kids. <laughs> it's so mean. And I don't know why. It just it gets me every single time. There's so many lines that just stick with me. Like the dad talking to Chicken Little, and he's like, it's a game. Yeah, it's like hide and seek, except the goal is never to be found <laughs> ever. <laughs> it's so mean. And like, it, it is, I don't know why, but it never bugged me. Like, as a kid, it was just like, yeah, okay, mean, mean <laughs> animals. All right, let's go. Yeah, I mean, I think I think another thing that made this movie so great is that, unlike a lot of movies, I feel like this movie was kind of like the hard truth, you know? It's like, life sucks, all right? And, like, a lot of movies don't <laughs> do that. A lot of movies make yeah, life well, seem <laughs> great, but, like, this is like, life sucks. This is the honest truth. People are going, wow. you are... <laughs> You are the hit the pig kid. You are the pig. <laughs> you are going to get Dang. hit. Never before have I had Disney telling me that I'm a pig. That's brutal. You are the pig <laughs> in this scenario. You are a loser. That is the- I just it's it's funny. I I remember as a kid, it's just it's so aggressively weird and not, unlike any other movie that like as a kid, it's it's almost like they're holding you hostage as a kid to to enjoy it. You had to enjoy it. Yeah. Like, it was weird. And I know a lot of people will disagree because they weren't raised on it, but we were, so. Yeah. And did you watch Home on the Range? I watched it with you. Oh, cool. Well, then I'll talk about it a bit. Home on the Range is a movie that people don't like. It's I think it was one, one of the last hand-drawn movies uh, that Disney did before the long hiatus, and then they did Princess and the Frog and Winnie the Pooh, and then they stopped entirely. But it was, uh, I don't get why people dislike it so much. I've read reviews and I don't get why it's just about these three cows who uh, their, their barn goes under, like their farm goes under, they run out of money. So they have to go catch a, these three cows had to go catch a criminal who's like a cattle rustler. And you're probably thinking that sounds dumb. Well, shut up. It's a kid's movie. But like, you know what? I really dug this movie as a kid and it was really colorful. And I remember it being really funny and no one talks about it. Yeah. Like, no one talks about Home on the Range, and I liked it a lot as a kid. If anything, I think it might have been my favorite Disney animated movie for a long time until I decided that I had taste. But, like, <laughs> I mean, it's true. Like, it was a decent movie, and as a kid, I loved it a lot. I, I agree. Connor, I think before we get into suggestions, I think we should talk about one more movie. Of course. Go ahead. One, one more movie that I know we've seen together. Or, I guess we didn't really see all of it together. We saw the beginning of it. Okay. And this movie is Spirit. Spirit. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, wow. Okay. Wow. Uh, yeah, let's talk about Spirit. <laughs> I didn't think about Spirit for this at all. Uh, it's called Spirit Legend of the... I don't remember what it is. It's called Spirit. It's about a horse. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll give you the background while we're, while we're kind of giggling like idiots. So uh, basically when we were kids, I had Spirit on DVD. And one day we decided to watch it. Now, the one thing you got to know about Spirit is the movie begins with some beautiful scenery and then the birth of a cat, <laughs> like a, a baby, a baby horse, or it's called a foal. And the thing is, as a kid, we were really immature. So we decided to rewind the movie and the TV that I had made it. So instead of skipping to a back, uh, an old scene, 
they literally just played the footage and rewind until you got to a certain point. So the the horse would be born, and we rewinded it so it looked like the horse was going back into the womb. And <laughs> that was the funniest thing we had ever seen as a kid. So we never watched the movie in full. We just would put it in and then go, get to that scene and just rewind it over and over. <laughs> we were really immature and kind of kind of sick. But you know what? We were just sitting there laughing our asses off. It was the funniest thing oh I've ever seen so at the time. Funny. And Spirit, I watched it with my sister like a couple of months ago, and it's a solid movie. Like, it's a very distinct DreamWorks movie. I'm glad you made it past like, the there... birthing part. Yeah, right. I made it past the birthing part. Because I, I don't have that TV anymore, so rewinding doesn't actually rewind the footage, so it's not quite as funny anymore. But, like... Uh, the movie is pretty solid. It's it's not the greatest thing ever made. It kind of has an overbearing soundtrack. Like they throw in music that's too over the top. And it's about a horse, so there's not a lot of dialogue. <laughs> so it can sometimes kind of get a little too awkwardly quiet. But as a whole, it's definitely... I, I, it, I've i heard it didn't do very well at the box office, which is kind of a shame because it was... it. Sh- I really wish DreamWorks did more hand-drawn. It was really solidly animated. But it's a cool horse movie if you like horses. And uh, it's really funny if you like rewinding footage. <laughs> I mean, as a kid, it was the funniest thing. I'm glad you brought that up. I didn't think about yeah. that. All right. So recommendations. Yeah, let's talk about some recommendations. Let's go- let's finish this episode. And we'll do some things we watched recently or played recently or listened to recently. Let's do it. Uh, how many do you got? I have three. Whoa, look at you I go. Know, right? Congratulations. Yes. Yeah. Uh, go with your first one. All right. So I have a TV show, I think. A, a TV, TV show. Sh- it might not no, be a TV show. It's a TV. You're like, I think. <laughs> what is it? Yeah, I'm, I'm... <laughs> I was staring at a wall. Okay. I'm sorry. Wait, wait. I'm blanking on the name now. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to skip oh, it for now. Yeah. Come back to it. It must not be that no, good. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure. I'm, I'm sure it's fine. Um, <laughs> this is quite the recommendation. Like it is so good, I am blanking. What is it? Yeah. Um, so my, I'm gonna start with my music recommendation. Oh, music! Hey, yeah. I'm not the only one just talking about gorillas. Yeah. <laughs> so this is. It's not. A, it's not a new. Well, it's. It's not like that new. It came out on my birthday. Oh, hey. Uh, that was back in August. like a couple. Uh, yeah, was, okay. came out in August. I was gonna, I was gonna try to beat around the bush and be like, "Well, it came out in the summer." <laughs> <laughs> no, okay. What is um, it? So, the album that I listened to, it is a band that some of my um, friends that were seniors last year listened to that I really wasn't that into. Um, but I, I listen to it sometimes. Um, it's, it's an okay album. It's not the greatest. I think their older albums are better. Um, so the band I'm talking about is Brockhampton. Okay. Um, it's this kind of like rap R&B boy band. So it's, it's not, it's not like your typical boy band, like One Direction or NSYNC. It's it's composed of like these rappers that like d- like they write their own verses and they just sing it, but they sing about 
modern issues without actually addressing modern issues. You know? Oh, it's like beating around yeah, the bush. Yeah, beating around the thing. bush and modern issues. But they did it in a really, really cool way. Um, their newest album, Ginger, which I've been listening to recently since um I don't really have to like like when it comes to like a lot of like hard rap, it's not really something that you could like think that deep about. Like, mm-hmm. cause like they're talking about issues that no one can really relate to. Uh, like the masses well, can't really relate to. I'll give an example. Um, such as um, hoes. They talk about hoes. Like not many people have hoes at this time. I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and so, so stuff, stuff like that. Hoes and like crazy amounts of money. Gotcha. And you can't really relate to that stuff. So it's kind of just like stuff that you put on in the background while you're working. So I, the past couple of days, I've been doing a lot of lawn work. Like I mowed the lawn and I've been huh. doing like picking up weeds and stuff. And so it, it's, it's, it's nice to listen to um, while you're doing that sort of stuff. It's also good to listen to when you're working out to like give you like some motivation and stuff. Um, it's not like the chillest type of music their newest album but um it's good when you're working out or something like it's good it's good workout music i will say gotcha yeah awesome all right uh uh, what are your what is your favorite song off that album um i gotta say now a really popular song on there if any of you guys have tiktok it is i i promise you guys I liked the band way before TikTok was a thing. Way I liked be- it before it was cool. I liked it way before it was cool. Trust me. I like this band way before. Um, a popular <laughs> song is Sugar, which is a song on TikTok that I, I've heard a song on TikTok, um, which I, I think it, it's not bad. It's just become ruined that it's on TikTok gotcha, yeah. now. That's fair. Um, it happens so many yeah, songs. Yeah, so I mean, I would say Sugar, but it's been ruined. So I would say No Halo or I've Been Born Again. Good stuff. Yeah. I actually know none of those songs. I just wanted to make sure for the people who did know it so they could hear what your favorite was. Yeah. Um, check, check out the album if you are a rap fan. Um, check out the band, honestly. Um, check out their Saturation trilogy. It's really, really good. Check it out. Good stuff. That's yeah. awesome. Do you remember what that show was called? Maybe it's a show. Um, hold on. Um, no, I didn't. I okay. still remember. Great. It's so odd. Like, were you just sitting there watching it, and you're like, "What is this show I'm watching? It's so good." No, wait. I don't. I don't think it was. I don't okay, think well, it was a show. I might have been. Okay, then go to your next. All right. Time. Anyways, whatever. Um, kind of. Would it be okay if I recommended? two uh oh albums? of course no yeah that's the thing uh you can suggest whatever you want it doesn't matter if you do two right, the same right. thing so um to change the contrast if you do not like rap um i have a kind of more like mellow album um it's not by Brockhampton. it's by another person um and i really like this person it, it's it's good stuff to drive to like, if you have your license and you're just, like, 
driving around in a car, put this album on. It's super chill to drive to. It is Jack Johnson. Mm-hmm. Jack Johnson. Well, what's the album? Oh, it's called In Between Dreams. Oh, there you go. Um, it's Jack Johnson's In Between Dreams album. I've also been listening to that this past week. It's good to put on while you're driving, while you're doing work, like schoolwork, not like outside work, because that would just be weird to put on like soothing music while you're doing work outside. You might, you might fall asleep yeah. or something. Um, so it's good to put on. It's very relaxing. I think, let me think, what's the name of my favorite? I, I have a favorite song on the album. Um, if you guys don't know who Jack Johnson is, he, he sang Upside Down. Um, it was in the Curious George movie. We didn't even talk about the Curious George movie. Yeah, that was our first movie we ever saw in the Both of us, actually. We, we weren't together. We saw it separately. Yeah, right. It was before we even met each yeah. other. We were, I was like six. Yeah. Um, he also sang Better Together, uh, Banana Pancakes. Uh, he. <laughs> Sorry, I, I'm just hungry. You're good. Um, so this, my favorite song is No Other Way by Jack Johnson. Check it out. Uh, check out the album. It's really good. Um, heck, check out all of Jack Johnson. It's really relaxing stuff. Um, he stuff. he he uses a guitar and just his voice. It's super chill. Check it out. That's awesome. Now, did you remember what your last thing was? Um, <clears throat> my last thing is a lot of build up. I'm hyped. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I don't have one. I, I can't think of it. Okay, how about this? I'll do my suggestions, and then you can think of it while I, okay, I talk. Okay, good, good. I have a movie, I have an album, and I have a comic book. Ooh. Now you're probably reading. What? Yeah, reading. Who reads? Like, what? Yeah, right. So this one, I mean, you have to... I, reading is like an underground thing. I didn't even know people did it, so like, I'm sorry. I had to reveal myself as a readologist. I'm a sorry. Readologist. But you know what? It's time to talk about it. But I'll do, the, I'll do the book last since I know it'll offend people because books are terrifying. Uh, let's talk about a movie. So I was – this week has kind of been my – I watched a lot of 80s movies. Right. And the one I liked the most is I watched Back to the Future for the first Ooh, time. Oh, how you like that? But every – I mean it was really good. I liked, I liked it a lot. It holds up really well. But the thing is Back to the Future has been talked about a bajillion times. If, if someone suggests you watch Back to the Future, like come on. You've either seen Connor, it or you're Connor? not planning to see it. I don't know why it Connor, took me so long me? to watch it. Okay. I but, just I disconnected it real quick. David? Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Sorry about that. Uh, well, if you haven't watched it, I mean, you should totally watch it. But my suggestion is actually a movie that came out the year after. Uh, the year after mm-hmm. Back to the Future came out. It's a movie called The Fly. It came out in 1986. It's directed by a man named David Cronenberg. The Fly is a weird movie. It's a remake of a 50s movie about a guy who creates a teleportation device. This guy in the movie is played by Jeff Goldblum, so it's a good movie. Uh, and this teleporter, mm-hmm. okay, like, he's trying to figure out how to make the teleporter teleport living matter, but he can only teleport inanimate objects. And that he decides, well, he, he gets a monkey, right? He teleports this monkey, and it stays alive. So he's like, brilliant, it works. So he decides and it kind of he gets drunk celebrating and so he goes okay what if i teleport myself 
without he he was gonna test to see if the monkey was okay, you know, like send him to a lab. But he mm-hmm. was kind of drunk, he was losing it. So he's like, let me just try it. And he teleports in. He uses the teleport on himself. Now I don't want to spoil <laughs> what happens. It has something to do with a fly, don't worry. But it is a disturbingly disturbing and bizarre movie. It's it's very much so about like you see like what happens as like as someone slowly kind of deteriorates you see like the mind kind of fall apart you see like it's it, you see like the changes in people as this thing is happening to him like this something crazy is happening to him and he's kind of devolving in a way it's it's a really interesting movie but the star of this movie is Jeff Goldblum's performance and the makeup the makeup and sp- practical effects in this movie are unbelievable it is disturbing. It is really like slimy. Everything about like the the practical effects here are unbelievable. And Jeff Goldblum is having so much fun with this role. He's because Jeff Goldblum's already a weird guy. Like he, he has such a weird personality. So like you put him in this mm-hmm. movie where he's already supposed where he's like supposed to be a weird human being. He's supposed to get weirder as the movie goes on. It is so weird. And he is perfect. He does this crazy over-the-top performance. He is hilarious. And the movie is really good. I, yeah, right. It's a really good movie, but it's one of those movies that if you're, if you're queasy, if you're one of those people who, who's grossed out by a lot of stuff, it might I scare bet. you off. It's really gross. But it's really good. Not quite as good as Back to the Future, <laughs> but I, come on. Back, suggesting Back to the Future is obvious. Like, sure. what, what next? You want me to say, I'm gonna wa- I want you to watch this movie <laughs> called Star Wars. It's really, oh, it's to, really to, underground. I remembered my show. But yeah. I remember uh, my show. My next thing. Um, what, so, this you got show it. <gasps> was, it's not a show that I've watched. Go ahead. Um, recently, actually. Um, it, it, it's, it's a show that I watched uh, last year, actually. Oh, it's, okay. That's fine. Um, they came out, they, they released a new season. I haven't started watching it yet. Um, it's a show called The Last OG. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it has. Oh, yeah. Oh, I heard about show. What's his name? Um, crap. Um, Hold on. Uh, I remember it. Uh, I, Maybe start throwing out some things he's in. Is it Tra- Tracy Morgan? There's... Tracy Morgan? Uh, yep, yep. Is that, he... that's, that's the name. That's the name. Maybe it's Tracy, Tracy Morgan. Morgan. I don't know. Okay, yeah. That, I, I, that's the main character. Is it Tracy? Sorry about that, guys. Okay, great. So, yeah, I have no Anyways, clue. Blast OG. I started watching this show summer of 2018. And I make it a tradition to watch it every summer. Every time they come out the new season. The new season comes out in spring. But I don't actually watch until the summer. It's a tradition I started since 2018. And I'm going to continue that. So this show is about this ex-convict who is released from prison and tries to make a life for himself. Um, kind of being the last OG. OG stands for Original Gangster. He was part of a gang, um, and he went to jail for it, um, and now he's out, and he's trying to make a life for himself. He has two kids and with his wife, but they got a divorce after about a year of him being in jail, and she remarries this white dude, and... <laughs> And now he's kind of like in conflict oh, with this dude. Not really. Um, he just kind of wants his kids back, and he's trying to become a father. 
It's really cool. Mm. Yeah, it's awesome. Oh, well, Tracy Morgan. It's kind of an odd yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. Like, him being a gangster. I mean, I can't see it. It's Tracy Morgan. Come on. But, you know, I, it's fine. I haven't watched it. Also, now... Well, wasn't Nicholas Tracy Morgan in G-Force? Or am I high? <laughs> You're right. <laughs> Moving That's on. True. I mean, G-Force is the best movie ever made. But we're not talking about G-Force. Uh, next, I had an album. I actually had a game at first, but I decided I was okay. going to hold back this game because I want to talk about this game with David at some point. So we're going to go, shh, 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 we're not going to talk about that. But we are going to talk about it as an album. Now, I decided. Oh, my no, God. No, this is going to blow your mind. It's not a Gorillaz album. <laughs> oh, my. I know. what do I, I thought I was the only thing I listened to. I, it's insane. I know. I actually was planning to talk about a Gorillaz album because I was just going to go through their entire discography. But I decided. I was going to restrain myself. Today, I'm talking about okay. the album. You ready? You ready? The album is called Social Cues, and it's by the band Cage the Elephant. Now, I don't really know what this album is about. Like, I've tried hard listening to the music, and I couldn't tell you. I'm a big Cage the Elephant fan, and most of their songs usually do have a very distinct point. But Social Cues has been the album where I kind of struggle to find what it means. But it's a, it's a lot of really great pop music that's taken with like a cool spin on it. The, especially the song Social Cues, where it seems to be him ranting about how he's famous, but at the same time, it's not like he's great at like being a human being like he's famous but it's not like he's a he's not like he's this perfect human being it's not like he knows how to react in every situation it's not like he can read social cues uh but like it's it's a weird album and they do a lot of really cool uh spins on pop music so like the the album the music could be played on the radio but it's so distinct compared to stuff on the radio so it's a really cool album and there's a lot of really great music on it. Uh, some of my favorite songs on there are, well, Social Cues is great. Uh, Black Madonna is great. Tokyo Smoke's great. Uh, wait, is Black, wait a minute. Is Black Madonna on the album? Crap. I don't actually remember. That might actually be on another album. Broken Boy's on that album, though. That's a good song. There are a lot of really great songs on there that I'm not 100% sure I get. Like, the, I don't know if the lyrics are, like, I don't know what the lyrics mean. <laughs> But they're great music, and it's very distinct. Casey Elephant's always been really distinct, and they do a great job of evolving that sound. Where their first albums, they kind of sounded more like Green Day. Now they kind of come off more as like, what? What do they kind of come off? They're they're very more distinct now. They've developed a sound that's more unique to them. They do cool spins on pop music. It's really interesting. Go check it out if you haven't listened to it before. It I can't see why you wouldn't like it. It's so distinct and like it sounds like nothing else. It's really good. And also, any KG Elephant album is great. Uh, <laughs> and my last thing, I said it was a book. So you're probably thinking to yourself, oh, God, this nerd is going to be reading a book. Well, it's a comic book. So, you know, it's a little more nerdy. Uh, I'm a huge Hellboy guy. And I have been for a long time. Hellboy is an awesome comic book character. He's had great movies. And he's great. And I decided, uh, I, I not decided, I've been reading up on him. And I've been reading like the books that are his, the volumes as they've come out. Uh, the first two books there are, the first two graphic novels, there's uh, 
seeds of destruction or seed of destruction and awake the devil. Those are the two stories. Like those are straight up Hellboy stories talking about who he is and how he, how he was created and him being put to the test, you know? But I feel like if you are on the fence about reading, about getting to know Hellboy, I would say instead of reading the stories, the big stories, I'd say read uh, The Chained Coffin or Right Hand of Doom. These two are just collections of short stories. And they're usually about page two pages long. And some of them are longer, but for the most part, they are very small stories. These are really great because it, it p- perfectly puts on display what makes Hellboy unique. His, it's a very, he has a very distinct sense of humor. It's very gothic. It's very, the, it's very much a, like a horror-themed noir. That's the best way you can describe it. And the short stories do a great job of giving you that idea as to what it is. Like, they have these, like, it'll, and also it's very humorous. They have a lot of jokes that I feel work best because of how serious and dramatic and gothic the atmosphere is. It's very distinct, and it's... I've said distinct so many times in this one podcast, but I've, it's true. Hellboy is unlike anything else, and I feel like if you want an introduction to Hellboy, if, if, it's, if you want it to be your thing, read one of those two things. Or if you were feeling extremely crazy and you want to read something that's like, so Hellboy you'll like explode. Uh, he, he did. There's a, a book called Hellboy in Mexico, where he blacks out from drinking so much that he just forgets a lot of stuff that happened while he was in Mexico, and it's a lot of these really bizarre and really gothic and really atmospheric like action stories, and they're really interesting and they're really cool. And Hellboy is an awesome character. You should read it. Uh, so go check it out. Yeah. And I think that about covers everything. This was an interesting one. Uh, this one, we came in with like no structure. We kind of just came in to talk. So the fact that we've been talking for 80 minutes is impressive. Is pretty impressive. Thank you guys. Uh, thank you for listening in. Uh, we yes, yeah, we were please. kind of hitting a slump in terms of listeners. So if you could suggest this to anybody, that'd be awesome. We're, we're going to keep doing it regardless of our I, listeners I, because I enjoy we enjoy it doing too. it. Or at least I do. And, David can tell me to stop enjoy, at any point. I enjoy this. I mean, if, if hey, you don't hey, enjoy it, just hey, yell at me and I'll stop. <laughs> I have an idea. I have an idea. I know. I've it's had spontaneous. A lot of I just came up with this. David. How about for the what? next video? Oh my gosh. We oh my have gosh. the people decide. The people? But we don't have a strong enough base. We can try we, to we, advertise I mean, it. Are you sure this is something we must we do? we can't find anybody... To recommend anything by Tuesday, then I guess we'll come up with something. How does that sound? All right. We'll try it. Uh, ev- listeners, please uh, follow us on Instagram at what's that smell underscore you thinking again. Please, and comment we on need most you. Post we need we you. What we should do next. What should we talk about? <laughs> I mean, will this work? Probably please, not. We want your we're input. not that famous. But, like, we would love to hear your input. If you, yeah, if you have anything to add about maybe how to improve our show or even what we should talk about next, please oh, do so. No. If not, we'll probably just do an episode on Help on us, guys. Please. We need uh, your help. Hey, it's exciting. It's exciting. Anyways, thank you for listening in. Yes, it I've is. been Connor. I think, so. I think so. And this is David. Uh, D- is it David? Is it, is it David? David! Thank you.
It's you. Anyways, thank you for listening and join 